Welcome to the recap, part of the Pastoring Out Loud podcast where we recap the previous week's sermon. I do not have a catchy acronym, and therefore we will not waste any more of this podcast on that. Dave, yet again you preached. What's up with you preaching all the time, Dave? It's uh, my job. It's your job to preach. One of my main... One of my main things I do around here. Pastor for Preaching and Vision, Dave Zuliger, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, how much do you preach here? You preach like 30, 35, 40? 35-ish. 35-ish. What's that like? Is that like 60? Two-thirds. It's two-thirds. Oh, two-thirds. Do you like that? Uh, if it were up to me, I would probably preach a lot more, but okay. I think it's good that I only preach 35 times. I think Why it's do you think for, it's good for your own heart and soul and... Pride and everything, or uh, I don't know that it preach. I mean, maybe preaching makes me proud. I don't don't feel that way. I just like to do it. Okay, um, but I think it's good for people to hear the word of God from other people, and it helps emphasize that it's about the word of God and not about my particular personality in any way. So I think that's a helpful, healthy thing, and it and it it has been good for me to be able to focus on other kind of staff leadership or elder project or long-term things on yeah. those weeks I have yeah. off to. Good. Good. Who's preaching the next two weeks, Dave? Nick is preaching uh, this coming week. I don't know when this comes out, podcast time. This comes out This tomorrow. comes out tomorrow. Yeah. So Nick's preaching on Sunday and you're preaching the week after that. Are you embittered at all about the text that we're preaching <laughs> and you don't get to? I did originally scheduled both of you for different weeks because I wanted to preach <laughs> the sermons that you're both <laughs> preaching, but for the sake of circumstances and love, I'm mostly okay giving them up. I feel that love, Dave. I, I appreciate not preaching 72 verses, but just six. It's great. Although you've got a whole chapter, right, Nick? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the one that gets to read the scripture text and mispronounce everything. This is a fun one for you to read. It'll be great. <clears throat> well, we're talking about Genesis 13 in the recap. The echocardiogram of love. <laughs> What's the, the acronym for the recap today? What, what? You didn't have one. Oh, you, you didn't, didn't have, have one. one? Yeah, echocardiogram oh. of love. Well, remembering echocardiogram. <gasps> that works. Our echocardiogram of recop. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> recop doesn't work. Never mind. <laughs> recop. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, Genesis 13. What happens in Genesis 13, Dave? Uh, Genesis 13 is the story about Abram is kind of exiting Egypt after he gets his scolding from Pharaoh about what he did with Sarai in Egypt. And he journeys back to Bethel, where's where he where he built his first altar, and he builds another altar there in worships, and then it's the story about how Lot and Abram, their herdsmen, are fighting because there's not enough land because they've plundered Egypt and have all this stuff now, and they have to go separate ways, and so Abram gives Lot the choice about where he wants to go. Lot chooses Sodom, which is like the garden and like Egypt in its well wateredness and his full of great sinners against the Lord. And so Lot goes there and then Abram begins to settle the other direction and God shows up and walks, walks with Abram throughout the land to remind him of all the promises he's made to him. That's good. Yeah. 
chapter uh, 14. Is there an altar in chapter 14 as well in uh, the Melchizedek story? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think there's an altar. There's not an altar. Okay. I was going to say these next three chapters might present an alternate kind of way of <laughs> pursuing after God. Well, c- certainly chapter 13 is marked by three different places where he right. built an altar. And it's kind of marked by worship. By yeah, chapter worship. 15 has a significant altar. Yep. Um, well, a bunch of verses connected there. Yep. Um, yeah. What? Where did you not get to go that you wanted to go, given the space and time allotment? Um, that's a good question. I'd have to remember exactly what I said. Um, I don't. I don't think there was a. I don't think there was a lot. <laughs> get it? A lot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't think there was a lot <laughs> that I didn't get to say. Um, so every once in a while, there's a. Some geography stuff I don't say, like the peak that I think Abram was up on, Rezar, Hamor, 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 and where he's looking and what he gets to see as he looks out and then kind of the path he walks. Some of that stuff is just kind of cool extra detail that isn't really the main point, but I think would be fun to talk about. Um, there's a few There's a few things about Sodom and what it means when it talks about it being a place where they, you know, what does it mean that they were great sinners against the Lord? You know, because it's not like, it's not like Canaan where Abram was, was knocking out of the park in their worship of God or anything. So what does it mean? And what does that tell us about Lot? Um, so there's a few things like that where it could have probably expanded, but yeah, a lot of it, a lot of this one is kind of a narrative story. So yeah, yeah. there's a, you know, the Lord, after they separate, the Lord, you know, talks to Abram and, you know, makes more promises to him. Um, is the Abrahamic covenant spread out over multiple chapters? Yeah, I think so. Because a lot of times I think we think about, like, the covenants and we see, like, one text. So, you know, but is it possible for it to be spread out? And are there different facets of the covenant that are emphasized in different places? Like, how should we think about where the Abrahamic covenant is? Yeah, I think shows up. I think it starts in chapter twelve, and uh, <laughs> when he says, "Go out from here," I'm going to give you. I'm going to take you to a, a land that you don't know of. I'm going to. I'm going to give you. Make your name great. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, chapter thirteen doesn't add anything to it. I don't think there's any new promises. Mm-hmm. I think they get particular particularized. Particularized. Thank you. Um, <laughs> they get that. I won't say that in a sermon. In stereo. Um, uh, <laughs> They get more specific. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I should have done that the first time. Uh, so I think that that he he gets to now. It's not a land he doesn't know. Now it's a very particular land that he walks he walks through with mm-hmm. him, and he begins to even expand on not just I'm going to make you a great name and all the nations will be blessed, but you're going to have this offspring that are going to be like the the dust of the earth. You know, that's that's all of a sudden getting bigger uh, yeah. in my mind yeah. of, of what it means. And so I think I think it gets more specific here. And then I think in, in chapter 15, um, in a lot of ways, it's the next place where it will get picked up again. And you'll see God confirm, kind of confirm again from his side what he's worked in Abram and what that means for him. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to just continue to connect <clears throat> all the way forward to the New Testament, which is... 
which is sweet. And then yeah. there, there's actually a couple other places. I think chapter 18 gets mentioned again. I think in the 21 or 22, I'm trying to remember where it gets mentioned again, where we kind of get to see. And, and really, what's what's to your point, it's fun and informative to see a covenant as an ongoing relationship. Right, because it's relational. It's not yeah, just a it's declaration. Rela- it's, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we get to see that worked out and walked out here. That's great. So as far as this text is concerned, uh, we see Lot as a significant figure. He's going to appear again in about seven or so chapters. How and should, in chapter 14. Yeah. How should we think about Lot? Like, what? what is your you take mean besides on? Abram's nephew? Yeah, yeah. Not, not just uh, who he was in relationship to Abraham, but who is he in relationship to God? Yeah, I think, I think he's a, a run-of-the-mill believer that also struggles with sin pretty regularly. <laughs> and the reason I say that, I think, I think if you read the Old Testament, you get a... I, again, in the New Testament, tells us that Lot was a righteous man. Whose soul was vexed yes. by living in Sodom. And so That's the King James, I think. Yeah. And so there there there's a allegiance, there's a faith to his God. And yet there's a lot of times where it seems like he he chooses to put himself in places that are just uh opposing uh, God, or or at least distancing from God, if not outright opposing, and even with his, you know, th- I mean, we'll just see the story unfold. But even in his family, it's clear that there's, it's just a mixed bag there, right? It's 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 deep faith and faithlessness, and mm-hmm. um, but I think we got to assume that he was a believer in, in the way the New Testament talks about it. And again, I was I was saying to our staff that I've had three or four different people tell me one of the things that stuck with them in this sermon series is that uh, we can fail but not be ultimate failures or that we mm-hmm. can fail and God is still able to transform us and mature our faith. That We can fail, but it doesn't mean we've fallen out of God's <laughs> covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's probably, the, that's probably just another, another picture, like his uncle, of, <laughs> of uh, ongoing transformation and grace to restore and maturity and failing like like we all walk through. That's what I'd say about him yeah. in general. Is there anything special about the Oaks of Mamre? That's a good question. I I uh I didn't I didn't have time to go deep into it, but it shows up all the time. Yeah. And I probably need to go deep into it the next time it shows up and start making connections for people. I just honestly didn't, yeah. didn't get there last week. Just seems like he's settled by them, and just picture like these giant, humongous oak trees that, like, oh, right. the oaks—they show up a few times. The oaks of Mamre, so yeah. do a good, uh, do a good concordance search, you know, and you'll start to see it everywhere. Good. Anything else about this sermon? I don't think so. Unless you guys got other good questions. Nope, just the bad ones left, so we can good, we can skip those. Skip those then. <laughs> just the bad questions are left. You guys had a lot of questions. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of particular questions. Thanks for joining us.